0: Hi, welcome back to Beeple Begin Season 5, our podcasting season. And this week we'll be exploring the genre of audio drama, which sounds more dramatic to create than maybe an interview-style podcast. And maybe it is, but what if I told you it doesn't have to be? I don't know if you know this, but I got my start in podcasting with radio drama. It was a story I voiced myself alongside a cast of other characters and amazing actors that brought them to life, but more so, it was a story I wrote myself. The funny thing is, the experience I gained from this two-year-long audio drama podcast run may not be what you think. The truth is, I still didn't really know how to create a podcast once I was done. I learned that stuff later. What I gained was even more valuable than learning those skills at that time. It was the magic it brought into my life and others. It was what I learned about myself by diligently and consistently creating this project. It may not be the best thing I ever make, but it is my favorite because it created a spark in my life, a spark in me that I learned to harness I finally understood what falling in love with the process really meant. I learned what I was capable of. I learned about how my brain works and what kind of storyteller I am. I found my voice and its many facets and faces. I found others who were having as much fun as I was and who were also very talented in their respective roles. I found my confidence. I found generosity. I found a process that allowed me to create structure while letting go of control. I found a world that I loved creating and will continue to expand upon. And eventually, I found an industry that I embraced and that embraced me. But what I truly found was myself. It was such a page-turner moment in my life that it dictated the types of bricks I would lay next. The project, by the way, is called Dimension, And it's a sci-fi noir audio drama, which at the time I was calling a radio play because there weren't audio dramas being produced yet in the podcast space. And if there were, I did not know of them. There probably was one or two, but I didn't even know what a podcast was yet. I just wanted to make this story. And I thought it was going to be a web series, which felt completely daunting And what happened was someone offered me an opportunity to make it a podcast, and I took them up on that as fast as I could. In fact, it was more like, can I please, will you let me work with you and make a podcast? And luckily, they said yes. So that's kind of the short of it. But we launched that in 2013 in April. I was planning all the story at the end of 2012, and we wrapped up in the fall of 2014, which at the end, towards the end of the run, I started to produce a documentary, which we ended up calling Is Anyone Listening? A Podcast Story. That is a 25-minute film about the process of creating dimension and the magic of podcasting. You can actually still watch it for free on Vimeo. The link is in the show notes with many other dimension-related links like the blog and BTS shots on our website. You can still listen to the series Dimension if you'd like. And the Facebook page has videos from some of our events while traveling to festivals with a film like a reading with sound design that we did in Provo, Utah, and a panel I did with some very fancy Brits when we premiered in London. So what I'm about to share with you is an excerpt from a series called Next Dimension, where I talk about the creation and the journey of the show a little further. At the time that was recorded, it was 2017, I was sort of in the middle of Actually, I was in the tail end of doing all the festivals that year. And if you tune in tomorrow, I'll share with you my checklist for starting your own audio drama podcast. But before we jump into our interview, here is an excerpt from episode 14 of Dimension. Anyway, tonight is casual. We think he might be suspicious of you and your interest at this point. He suspects you're a spy. You have to do something to make him feel safe. I'll leave it up to you. Thank you. You'll leave it up to me. Glad to have your trust. I'll think of something. I'll find a way to be vulnerable. We'll go somewhere if his choosing. That always helps. This way he thinks I can't set up any precautions. He'll feel in control. Stay bugged. Use the two thing again or something. Fine, but no earpiece. I want to make my own calls. Fine. Listen, I've done this before. It's tricky. Once emotions are involved, it's just tricky. Jerry, I can handle myself. I've had meaningless relationships before, I'll be fine. Have you, Chandra? Was it meaningless? Chandra? Shit. Later that night, Emma is sitting on the stoop outside the diner, smoking a cigarette. She's trying to enjoy the fresh air after a long and dirty double shift. The rest of the staff has already gone home. Except for Jerry. And this episode will just be featuring me and my journey into Dimension, just to give you some background on how it all began. So, let's begin. Now, during Dimension, I wrote the series, cast the series, and played the three main characters. Chandra, Henrietta, and Lou, and produced the series with the help of Ron Stivers, the owner of Puba Records in Pasadena, where we recorded out of each night for the entire run of Dimension. Ron Stivers also did all the music selection for us, as well as some light editing, and Rick Potts engineered and selected all of our sound effects. The show ran from April 17, 2013, until uh, mid-November 2014, right before Thanksgiving, It was broken up into two seasons and has a total of 31 episodes. So, I wouldn't be starting from the beginning if I didn't tell you about my initial motivation, which came from being an actress in Hollywood who loved her craft but couldn't find her niche in the business. And of course, to reflect now would only reveal that this was a journey of self-discovery. But at the time, I was just trying to create a job for myself. I had went through a big breakup about a year before, maybe a little less, and for the first time ever, I was also finding myself completely blocked on stage. I just couldn't do it, and I didn't know why. I felt like I tried everything to get over the block. I switched classes. I was in acting class at the time, and I switched up the nights I was going. I started performing pieces that I had written, thinking that that would be better, but There's nothing that I just couldn't shake it. So I had to take a step back. So much so that I quit my acting class. Ever since I started studying, I was always, always in a class. So it was a big deal for me to just stop. And this idea of dimension, it all started with those three characters. Chandra, the badass, Henrietta, the overthinking intellectual, and Lou, the crazy, reactive, animalistic one. They all felt so different, yet so connected, because they were all a part of me. And they would help me define a way to demonstrate to society that these three parts make up a whole. Well, female characters are written as one-dimensional beings. But if you put them together, these three characters I just mentioned, they make up a whole person. So this is how I felt as an actress pursuing roles in Hollywood very one-dimensional. So this is how I wrote these characters, three-dimensional, literally, three characters. The journey for them, for the characters in the story, would be to find each other. And the most important thing was that I played all three. And that that's key. That's what makes the statement. But it's also what makes the story different. So because they all must originate from a whole person, their mission would be to become whole again, whether they knew it or not they kind of discover that as the journey goes on. But the question became, how? In what world do these crazy rules apply? I was reading a lot of Newton, Einstein, and Tesla at the time and became infatuated with time theory. I found a fantastic book called About Time by Paul Davies in this wonderful used bookstore. It's the first book that I pulled and started reading and was like Thank you. This is exactly what I've been looking for. And it just does a wonderful job at explaining everything in a very simplified, layman type of manner. I suggest checking it out. So I remember trying to figure out how to get this thing to work, um, The story, how to make these three characters, what kind of world would these three characters live in where I could play them all. (laughs) I was standing in my kitchen squinting my eyes, pacing back and forth, determined to figure it out in that moment to create a world that these characters could exist in at the same time when it finally clicked. Sci fi. It would have to be science fiction. Then anything was possible. It was like obvious, but not (laughs) until it was, you know? So I started building from there. Of course, I wanted the series to be visual. It was originally written as a web series, until one night, Ron Stivers, the owner of Puba Records, came in for his usual Manhattan, where I was bartending at the time, with an interesting book in his carry, per usual, and he was excitedly talking about some narrative radio show podcast he was doing after hours after the shop closed and how he was looking for more to do. I said, oh, well, I have a story, and I'd love to share it with you if you let me pitch you, and he said, Sure. So we went to lunch a couple of times. I pitched him and um, kind of like we- weaseled my way in. <laughs> Eventually he said, fine, you can be a part of the Tom show. And the Tom show was a variety show they did on Wednesday nights that featured a lot of artists or things that re- were related to artists and also their other podcasts that they were already doing. I think it was Pat Novak. who was like a detective story, which was really cool. So I asked for twice a month, meaning two shows a month, two episodes, with rehearsals in between, which meant I would be there every single Wednesday, either rehearsing or recording. And he said, okay. And it was absolutely magic to me. It was like a dream come true. I I was so excited. I did have to reimagine the whole thing for audio. So that's where the narrator character came in. It's the only way I could think of how to incorporate the visuals into something you listen to. And it's kind of like I was trying to reinvent the wheel because obviously radio shows have already existed, and that is how they did it with narrators. So that's also where the noir aspect was introduced. And I must say, it was a blessing in disguise to have made that adjustment because my rudimentary writing style paired with uh, narration Uh, suited the the noir genre so well to hide my terrible terrible writing (laughs) and I was able to make it work but I honestly didn't even recognize it as noir until my narrator Lance got a hold of it and locked that in. Listening to him read was so old-timey noir radio show and then my writing suddenly sounded like that and I couldn't deny it and that became a big big part of the style of the show so I asked Ron for some time and I wrote four episodes before we officially launched in April the next year the yeah the following year because I pitched him like in the fall of 2012 and then we launched in the spring of 2013 so I took some time to really get as much down as I could about this story before we launched, because I wanted to be, you know, as mentally prepared as I could. So uh, then we launched, and I didn't really have a cast. I just had myself, since I played three characters and the narrator. But I was gonna wing it. So I threw myself a little party on the rooftop of this awesome bar called Perch in downtown. At the last minute, I threw it up on Facebook And said, hey, this is where I'm going to be at this time until whenever. And if there's anyone that sees this that wants to come, feel free to join me. I'm celebrating the launch of the first episode of my sci-fi podcast called Dimension. And people showed up, and that was awesome. (laughs) And they were actually really excited. And not only that, but I got my character or excuse me, my actor for the character Des, Karthik. Karthik really wanted to be a part of it. And that was just such an honor. And I said, okay, let me think who you can play. And I was able to write for him. And that was also just a blessing. My writing career was born. (laughs) So my process was I wrote a show every single week for two years. And it was magical. It's been two years since the last episode, and we've since then produced a documentary called Is Anyone Listening? A Podcast Story, which got to premiere this year back in April slash May. We had two screenings there in London at the Sci-Fi London Film Festival. That couldn't have been any more special because they decided to turn my film into a special event, So for the first screening, there were two. Um, The first one was this special event called the Supersonic Audio Panel. And we screened my film, and then we featured a panel that I sat on to talk about the film along with all things audio with um, Andrew Mark Sewell, who I befriended on Twitter prior. And he is a former BBC radio guy, producer, slash owner of b7 media which is his production company and he produces audio dramas in london and in in the uk and sources those to audible and bbc radio so that was like a huge deal for me to sit next to him on this panel and befriend him and we actually spent an entire day sightseeing and enjoying Sunday roast, and I met his whole family, and it was just so special. Um, Andrew, if you're listening, thank you so much for that wonderful, enriching experience and for being a true friend. Um, thank you for that. Anyway, so he was there, and Richard Curdy, one of the writers, I think for Dan Dare, that's one of their big products right now, and a couple of other people that were on that panel that day. That was my premiere. <laughs> so pretty pretty content with that. After that, we screened at Cinema Soup with Silcon, which is a convention in Mattoon, Illinois. And that convention is like paranormal anime subculture kind of stuff. And we screened there. And then we also screened in Utah, in Provo, Utah, at FilmQuest which was a very enriching experience as well. They're a fantastic festival. If you have a chance to go or to be a part of it, you should. They're very welcoming and wonderful, wonderful people who put that that festival together. Again, it's Film Quest. And I got to serve on a female filmmaker panel there, which was important to me to be a part of that conversation, especially with my mentality behind Dimension, trying to be really female-forward we were also nominated in our category for best documentary. Unfortunately, we did not win, but that's okay because it's truly an honor to be to be nominated for my first film, my first production. So, one thing I forgot to mention, we also got to perform Dimension Live for the first time ever along with FilmQuest right before our screening. That was amazing. So, you can actually see that performance recorded live on the Facebook page for dimension. So look for that. So if you haven't listened to the podcast yet, it's never too late to become a dimension fan. And please leave us a nice review on iTunes. So for now, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Be Bold Begin. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so as not to miss an episode. So the best way to ensure you get all the new episodes is by subscribing. Help us build a positive community by joining the Facebook group also called Be Bold Begin. I'll be checking it daily to answer and acknowledge any of your questions and comments. Stay positive and safe out there.